There's no denying it now. Your world has been turned upside down. You walk down Badlock Hill, barely taking in your surroundings. A cold chill passes over your body and you feel an unnatural breeze that could indicate only one thing, the winds of change. Not far away, there are two others trying to process this change. Two children who realize that this town is not what they once thought. Welcome to Marsh Haven. Welcome to Brits on Bikes. Once again, Brits on Bikes fans, and welcome to episode 7. My name is Jimmy Sprinkles, aka The Angry Imp, and with me as always is the delectable cat. Hello. And the effervescent Eve. Oh, I like that. Howdy. <laughs> A bit of alliteration as well. So how are Ooh, we all guys? Are we having... <laughs> well, gassy as well. <laughs> how are we all? Have we had good weeks? Yeah, pretty decent. Eh. I played real life role-playing games last night, and I was oh. up until way past my bedtime, so I'm really, really tired. I'm getting old. Uh, I've, uh, I've literally me, fallen asleep it. at the last three sessions of in-person role-playing games. Amazing. What are you playing at the moment? Well, a new one's starting tomorrow. Um, we're going to be playing an Unknown Armies game. I don't really know anything about it, so I don't know why I mentioned that. A friend of mine's running a Star Wars um, Force and Destiny campaign in which I am a Wookiee who can do nothing <laughs> but punch things. Amazing. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're stuck on like a kind of Dungeons and Dragons-esque world with like no technology. So no one can understand Wookiee. So I'm just kind of wandering around sign languaging and scaring the locals well the, the good thing is 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 punching is universal so yes. everybody understands punching and arm wrestling i did well with arm wrestling i played vampire the masquerade last night which i haven't played for years Ooh. i've never played that i've heard it's, it's really good it is really yeah, good and either. it's a really kind of straightforward system it kind of lends itself to role playing but yeah it's lots and lots of fun maybe we should do a one shot like a, like <laughs> for some bonus content or something I'll be down. Mm. Anyway, we best crack on because there is lots to do today. So I'm going to be kind today. I'm going to do the recap. You decided to put your Scooby-Doo hats on and try and figure out who stole the Marsh Stone from the Civic Hall. After some investigation, you found some vandalism in the exhibition site along with the, the space where the miss missing stone was. Um, the vandal had written the word Earth. You were beginning to put two and two together, and I think Sally, you linked it to possibly thought that it might have something to do with a, a poem that uh, on a tablet that you were, had already read as well. Um, so you eventually got let out of the Civic Hall when you decided to go on your bikes to do some investigating and head on over to Marsh Rock in the centre of town, which is like a tiny little Stonehenge. And you learnt that... What was it that you learnt there? Oh, well, you learnt about the quarry, didn't you? And you headed on over to the quarry where you met some mysterious fellows who were doing some chanting and you were pretty scared of them. And you did a lot of sneaking around to try and find out what they were up to. And lo and behold, at one point, you saw um, a strange stone man rise up from a, a, a pile the man then collapsed and d you decided that you were going to go off and see if you could find the marsh stone that you thought may have been part of the ritual 
Uh, we definitely saw the Marshstone. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely saw. You got the Marshstone, didn't you? Yeah. 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 No, Despite your it. best efforts. So yeah. So after much sneaking and searching and throwing, you managed to escape. Nettles had had diverted the the att- your attention from everybody and had scurried off in one direction. And you guys grabbed on your bikes and headed on over to Microsoft Park. Yep. Yeah, on Apple Road. So we're going to pick up from there. You guys are now in the little playhouse of Microsoft Park trying to decide what you're going to do next. (coughs) Excuse me. The time is about, let's say about nine o'clock, I think it was. And you are there. Dee, have you shown the the rock to Sally? Yeah. Dee pulls pulls the rock out and just like sets it on the ground. Do you know any magical words? Hocus pocus. Dee points at it goes hocus pocus nothing happens alakazam <laughs> abracadabra, abracadabra. <laughs> um sally yes all of a sudden uh you hear a voice in your head oh crap oh crap oh crap oh crap oh crap crap yeah you can hear the frantic noise of of nettles in your head sally what do you want to do oh i'm calling for him like because and any of every other time this has happened, he's been nearby. So okay. go shout nettles. Okay, so you're in this playhouse at the moment. So what what yeah. are you doing? I'm leaning out. You can see nettles. He's about. Let me just pull up a map for you. All right, can you see this green Ooh. area here? Yeah. Yes. Okay, that represents Microsoft Park. You can just see in the corner here that is the little playhouse. Oh yeah. Okay, and. Just out of interest. That's Jimmy's house. Ah. Um, yeah, this is my neighbourhood. Right. I was about to ask. <laughs> you can see Nettles coming. He's he's come down this little track here and he is just burst through here. Okay, through this little gap. And he's running as fast as he can. And he's going quick. Run, run, run. Okay, um, if, if he's saying run, I'm going to grab D and pull him out of the house and just start running. D, D grabs the rack. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing? As, What's going on? As, as you get out of the house, Nettles kind of pulls up alongside you and you can hear the sounds of heavy footsteps moving rather quickly. It's safe to say they're coming from the direction that Nettles has just come from, so they're coming down this track here. Oh, no. Okay, um, what do you want grab to do? dog, put in basket of bike, Okay. ride off on bike. Okay, tell me where... Where are we you... going? What's going on? What Why direction? are you taking my dog? <laughs> <laughs> He said to run. Can you not hear the people? We have to go, like, now. And these following. I think we go along here because it's a road. Okay. All right. So you're going along there. Can you all make flight rolls for me, please? I can do that one. That's my good one. Oh, dear. That's not so good. That's an 11, which I guess isn't bad, but it's out of 20. Andy? That would be a five. So, Sally, you streak off in this direction, is that right? Yes. Okay, so you're heading off down this road. Dee, it it takes you a while just to find your footing on the bike. You're still kind of not used to it, but you um, start to cycle um, in the same direction as Sally. As you are cycling off, because you're a little bit further behind, Dee, you hear all of a sudden, Look, there they are! Oh, God damn it. (laughs) Oh god, we yeah. need to we need to regroup somewhere, but now we have no way of communicating that. What are you doing? You you carrying on cycling? Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, we got to stop. Okay, what's your plan? Where do you want to go? Ah, oh. absolutely no idea. Wait, at what time did you say it was? It's about nine it's o'clock, like... so it's quite dark. 
It's quite late. Okay. But we right. shouldn't go home because then they'll know where we live. Yeah, exactly. We should go hmm. to Neil's house. That is an idea. Because it's empty. Okay, I'm going to ask you, are you oh, going... presumably empty. Is it empty? <laughs> you can't have these conversations, really, because uh, there are these guys rapidly approaching. All right, so I'm That's not going to give you too much time to discuss. So, but Jimmy, I must ask you as the GM, is Neil's house empty? Is Neil's house empty? Yes. Um, because it's been a while since his family disappeared, yeah, I mean, it's, it? it's been a couple of months. I doubt they've been declared dead yeah i mean well, yeah, it's, yeah. But it's whether they owned it or whether they were renting it and whether they needed to find new people to fill and there's I don't know. there's there's no one there at the moment okay i'm going to neil's house okay yeah, uh dude's just following because <laughs> sally has his dog so <laughs> i'm gonna put neil's house here so you're you're cycling okay i'm gonna ask you you're gonna have to make some more flight rolls because these guys are giving chase they yeah, are on those guys are booking it <laughs> they are they are on foot, but yeah. they are determined to, to get after you. Sally, bear in yeah, mind that you've been sprinting for miles after my dog. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm rolling hot garbage. That would be a six. That'd be a six. Oh, I got a nine. Are you guys paying any attention to these people chasing you at all? Not really, no. I'm probably okay. glancing over my shoulder occasionally. All right, you hear a little bit of a clutter and some shouts, and it sounds like to you that maybe some of them have fallen over. But there is definitely the one um, still gaining on you, and he's like, come back here, we know what you've got. As you continue to cycle down the road, you get to this junction here. Which way do you want to go? I want to turn right because I'm going to Neil's house. You want to turn right. Okay, so so there's just one following us? There's one who's close to you. You don't know about any of the others. All right, second Sally splits off. He's just like, split up (laughs) and going up this way. Oh, dear. Which way are you going, Dee? Okay, so you're going up that way. Yeah. Interesting. All right. (laughs) So, Sally, make one more flight roll for me. Oh, that's a four. That isn't We're good rolling. at all. I think I might have just fallen off my bike. As you come round the corner, you lose your footing a little bit and you give a little wobble. Are you are you checking behind you at all? Or? First, I'm checking the nettles didn't fly out my basket. Nettles is still there at the moment. And he's nettles just like, fine. just pedal you moron. Come on, pedal. <laughs> that's not helping. Um, yeah, then I'll glance back to, did I hear what I've heard D shouting? The split up. Sure, I thought I was that far behind. Um, make a grit roll for me. Ten. Oh, that's an explosive one. Okay, that'll do 13. it. That's fine. Yeah. So gritty. <laughs> yeah, you heard you heard D say split up, and you can also hear from the direction of of his voice that he's he's probably gone straight up the road where you've turned right. Okay. Mm. So D, whereabouts do you want to go? Ah, uh, let's see. Yeah, don't want to go home going to the phoenix plaza okay yeah, it's, it's still not open like there's still like construction going on and whatnot okay so i'm gonna and take a security us, guard i'm gonna take <laughs> us back to the town map for a second we've got the phoenix plaza here we were in microsoft yeah, were, park which is like yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so you're here at the park so you want to head over here and neil's house is here the geography's a bit ropey <laughs> just bear with me suspend your disbelief it's fine okay it's a weird supernatural town the it, roads move it sometimes really is <laughs> okay so d so you're cycling over to henderson's warehouses um yeah. as you get to the bottom of this road here 
Sally, you've headed along here and you're going to work your way down to New Cross Street. So here to here to here. Okay. All right. I was dragging my little character around to steal her. Sorry. So D, at the moment, you are probably just at the bottom of the road here. Can you make another flight roll for me, D? Yeah. I'm uh, apparently great at those. <laughs> There we go. That's a nine. That That's a nine. That okay. Bad at all. You make some good headway. You're now now on a straight, so it's not too much of a problem. Can you also make a grit roll for me? I'm, not, I'm very good at those. Yeah, well. no problem. You can um, hear the sound of a vehicle behind you. Which, unfortunately, you can hear it no. kind of chugging to a stop. Um, Call me. Sally, can you make another flight roll for me? Oh, no. 13. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Ah, but that's a good one as well. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, okay, so you're making your way down Cross Street. The person that was following you has managed to cut through a little bit and is just as you get past this crossing here, is coming out of this road here. Oh, no. Okay, so I am going to ask you to make... What's Dodge? Well, that'd probably be a fight. It would be a flight. I'm going to need you to try and dodge out of his way. He's going to make a lunge for you. Uh, he's going to use his... That, was, that was a nine. That was a nine. Okay. Um, I'm just rolling ones tonight. <laughs> All right. So, oh. so he, yeah, he lunges for you and you manage to swerve out of the way. No problem. And he actually kind of trips up on his robe, which you can now see <laughs> that he's wearing. Um, and he's kind of collapsed in a heap on the floor as you cycle off. I'm assuming, are you coming down Story Avenue or are you going straight down Cross Street? I don't have good enough no local knowledge, but Sally would. So whichever is better. I, I mean, the chances are you would probably... <laughs> Come down Story Avenue, mm -hmm. and then Neil's house is about here. Right. Okay, so you probably follow the road down and then just follow it along here. Makes sense. You've managed to get away, so you can get to Neil's house. You pull up outside. What do you want to do? Um, I didn't really have a plan at this point. I was kind of hoping that, that D would be around to... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. To be the brains of the operation. <laughs> figure, and like, I understand. Talker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, not what I was going for, but then again, um, I guess I'm just going to hide. Okay, so what, you're hiding in, in, in his front garden? Yes. Okay, that's fine, that's fine. Dee, what are you doing? <laughs> go you... inside! <laughs> Thanks to... Uh, can I go inside? I mean... Well, you'll have to try and break in. Yeah, I'm not going to try that just yet. Okay. No. I'm a good child. D, so you also have managed to temporarily thwart what sounded like a car that was determined to pursue you. So you Well that's good. <laughs> so so tell me, how do you enter the, the Phoenix Plaza site? Uh, Alright, uh has the fencing situation around it changed? Not really. There's still fencing around the place. It's still a bit of a building site. The scaffolding everywhere it's much much bigger now so rather than it just being those four buildings there it encompasses from here damn to here all the way along here wow. okay That's so it's huge. it's big we've got office buildings gone up there is a large paved what's the word i'm looking for not residential pedestrianized pedestrianized area um and you can see little units have gone up that are going to potentially be like shops and things like that all right. Uh, yeah, if if there's still like a fence around it, I'm just gonna like pull up, 
like lean my bike against it, climb on top of my bike and use that to climb over. Make a brawn roll for for me. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's not my best skill. Oh, that would be a two. Oh. That would be a well. That would be a natural one. Well, plus my one. <laughs> <laughs> so after your long ride, you you are just unable to muster the strength to try and pull yourself up over. And in fact, your bike slides down and you fall to the floor. Stupid bike. Doesn't blame him for this. As you fall to the floor, you hear the sound of a of an engine. And there's a car slowly driving down Arborfield Road. Can you tell me roughly which fence you're at? Um, honestly, I picture me just like uh, pulling up on like the first corner here. Is there any cover around here? Or? Not really, no. The car comes to a stop and three men climb out of the car. How far away are they? They're probably about 40 yards. 40 yards. I mean, that's a pretty good distance away. I mean, it's dark. Um, whether they've seen okay, so, you or not. So th- okay. Uh, I, was, I was thinking, oh, there he is. Hop out of the car 40 yards away. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, yeah. It's like they're out of the car. I'm just going to hop back on my bike and keep riding. You're going to keep going down Alberfield Road? Yeah, I, I suppose, like, I'm assuming they're uh, back over this way. Well, they're about here. They've stopped okay. just here. I... Can you cut across where there isn't road towards the church on your bike? Yeah, that's a good point. You could if you wanted to, but you do risk being spotted. I mean, I risk being spotted where I'm at, so... <laughs> if I go that way, if they want to take their car, they have to circle all the way back around. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, no, I actually think I'm going to do that. All right, so you get on your bike. Can you make another flight roll for me then? Hell yeah. Good luck. That's a date. Okay. Um, yep, you you cycle and you burn it straight across the road and the car slows down. You can see shadows of the guys as you zip across the road. For whatever reason, they don't decide to get in the car and just drive off-road straight after you and they start to give chase. So... Um, ooh. you can hear that two of them are, are most definitely pursuing you. Okay. Like, like how, how close are we talking? You can hear their voices. We're going to get you. We're going to find you. It might not be right now, but we're going to get you. Yeah, just, I'm booking it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave you just to have a little think about that for a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Come back to Sally. Sally. Yes. So where where have you decided to place yourself? I'm I've assumed that there's some kind of front garden with a hedge in it yep. outside of Neil's house, and so I was going to position myself like as wedged into the hedge as I could. Okay, you swing your bike round, you throw it into the front garden, <clears throat> and you sit with your knees up, arms around them, yep. um, trying your very best to make yourself as small as possible. Can you make a grit roll for me? Eight. Okay. All of a sudden, Nettles darts off. What? He just shoots out down the garden path and out the front gate, clearly in a hurry. He doesn't say anything to you. He just goes. You're left alone. What do you want to do? Maybe have a little cry because I feel (laughs) abandoned. Okay. As you feel a little bit rejected and a bit hurt and a bit upset, something very odd overcomes you 
you find yourself looking at the house and it appears to be pulsing and throbbing. The night sky has become very, very bright. The stars seem a lot brighter than usual in Marsh Haven and you find yourself feeling very, very dizzy and your eyes begin to close and then you see black. And I'll come back to you in a moment. Oh God, have I died? D, what do you want to do? Uh, D needs backup. D is going to Neil's. You're going to go to Neil's house. Okay. Yeah. So you cycle over to Neil's house. Can you make a flight roll for me, please? Yes. There we go. That's 10. That's 10. Not too bad. Yeah, that was shoddy. You can hear that those guys are still trying to get after you, but they're clearly not in the peak of health. Um, but yeah, they've been sprinting for like a mile and like, tonight. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> and, and you're definitely getting away. So we're going to say that you make it to Neil's house. What do you want to do? I'm going to swing the bike around back if I don't see anything. And okay. probably try to go in through the back door. So have you gone through like the garden, the, the back garden as yes. opposed to the front garden? Okay, so yep, yeah, it's a similar layout. There's a small alleyway where all the rows of houses can have access to their back garden. I mean, these gates are usually pretty flimsy and the Pratch family are no different. You enter the garden and you start to walk down the path. You get about halfway and everything feels very, very sluggish. Can you make a grit roll for me, please? Yes, of course I can. So gritty. So gritty. No? (laughs) (laughs) Not not. gritty tonight. That would be a one. Um, It's almost instantaneous. You feel a sudden sickness in your stomach and your eyes roll back and one... (laughs) <laughs> One thing before I get knocked out. Go on then. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Just a sound. You call out your battle cry and uh, you crumple to the ground and everything goes black. Time passes. Very soon, both of you regain consciousness. It's difficult for both of you. Your eyes initially remain closed and you feel very, very sluggish. Make grit rolls for me, please. Eight Not again. Too shabby. Uh, there we go. Oh, that'd, that'd be a nat 20. Okay. So uh, let's see just how gritty I can get. Uh, it's only a 24 <laughs> total. But still. Sally, you can, you can hear what you think is is voices um there definitely seems it kind of sounds like charlie brown adult voices <laughs> like that it makes no sense to you your body feels incredibly heavy you feel incredibly ill d you have slightly better awareness you're still struggling but you're you're managing to battle through it the first thing that you realize is that you are tied to a chair oh they got my you rock cannot, and my gun you, you cannot move your arms or your legs. The second thing is you can hear voices. Again, they're not pitch perfect. They're not completely clear. Your brain is a little bit fuzzy, but you can certainly pick out a few words. This was a terrible idea. We shouldn't have done it. You know we shouldn't have done it. Why did you even think it was a good idea? It has to be done. You know it has to be done. 
It's unfortunate, but they have to be involved. But him? Why him? He doesn't need to be here. He's a boy. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's terribly a sexist. A bit uncalled for. <laughs> D, you begin to come to your senses, and you soon realise that you're in a, a dark, dimly lit room. Sally, can you make a grit roll for me, please? Nine. Nine, okay, that'll just about get you there. You two start to open your eyes and very quickly realise that you are tied to a chair. Let's start rocking. What do you guys want to do? I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to rock the chair to either knock it over or break free. You want to try and rock the chair? Yeah. Okay. Can you make a brawn roll for me, please? Make it real good. Nope, <laughs> that'll be a four. <laughs> you begin to struggle at your bonds, and you said you were rocking, yeah? Yeah. Are you rocking backwards and forwards or side to side? Uh, probably side to side. Okay, so you're rocking side to side. Um, So every time you kind of go right, you're bumping into Sally, because she's right next to you <laughs> in another chair. But you manage to rock left, and unfortunately, you overbalance, and you just smash into the ground, Um, and you're left there tied Damn it, I was hoping the chair would break. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, um, is is there anything you want to do? Sally, you alright? I, I don't know what's happened. Oh no, I think we got kidnapped or something. Somebody did some, some magical thing. We got shot in the butts with dots. Like, uh, can you loosen up? I, I don't know. where. How am I tied to the chairs? Like, my arms and legs and, like, how, um, how is the tiredness? Yeah. Okay, so you're, um, the, the chairs have arms and right. your, your kind of wrists are bound to the arms of the chair. Okay, by very... so it's all individual limb tied up. That's that's the worst way to be tied up. <laughs> it's almost like these people are good at it. Yeah, Damn I it. know. Um. You do, now that you glance down and look at it, though, you realise that it's not actually rope. It's vines, like plant material with bursts of pink and purple flowers coming out of it. Can, can you get at it with your teeth? Can I get at it with my teeth? Can you bend that far? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> if I'm like, tied um, upright or if I can... Leaning. It's it's very unlikely. It's very okay. unlikely. I don't know. She's got a pretty high flight. She might be that flexible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would mean, that you... be flight? Uh, it would be brawn. I'm going to try. Okay, go for it. I rolled oh. a one. You rolled a one. You um, pulled yeah. a muscle. You I ma- bite my tongue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you make a, a brave attempt, but fail. <laughs> Does anybody want to have a little look around the room, maybe? Yeah, I'm thinking uh, we yeah. should have a look around. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the room is, it feels like it's some kind of basement. It's pretty dark. It's it's pretty much all kind of concrete as well. It's got like one piece of strip lighting that flickers slightly. And you happen to notice on the floor a strange symbol has been drawn. Uh-oh. It's, Uh-oh. it's that one polygonal s thing that everybody saw in high school (laughs) (laughs) i can't remember what that's called oh i know the one you mean where you draw the little lines and connect them up yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. The everybody thing that you think is seen, the Superman but logo, nobody but it's... remembers where they first saw it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you think it's the Superman logo, but it's not because it's completely different. And... Yeah, no, it's completely different. I've never thought it was a Superman <laughs> logo. Oh, okay. So you notice written on the floor is this rather strange looking symbol. Does it mean anything to either Sally or Dee? Probably not. Yeah, it's clearly <laughs> magic. <laughs> you think it's a magic symbol? It's definitely a magic symbol. Okay, okay. Dee thinks everything's a magic symbol, though, so... At this point, yes. <laughs> Do you see more magic than any other child on Earth? Whilst you're pondering over this strange, mysterious symbol, for our listeners, by the way, it's a septagon, a seven-pointed star, with a triangle in the middle and a square in the middle of that and a circle in the middle of that. Maybe we'll find out more later. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Dee, you're struggling on the floor. Sally, you're trying to figure out this symbol. You suddenly hear footsteps. Ah, oh, crap. And they are moving. The kick it out of me. They are most <laughs> definitely walking in the direction of the door that is right in front of you. Uh, Dee's struggling to uh, bust those bonds even more. Okay, Sally, what are you doing? Uh, pretending that I'm still passed out. Okay, the steps come closer and closer, and the door opens. And there is a figure silhouetted in the doorway, and that figure steps forward, and you instantly recognise them. It's Mrs Thistledown. Ah. It was hey. an inside job. She this steps forward, looking quite serious. Derek, Sally, I fear this might be a little bit distressing for you. You have to understand, needs must. And suddenly, as she as she starts to talk, another figure comes clattering through the door and, and practically skips through and said, Look, this is a bad idea, okay? I really don't think we should be doing it. We don't want any smelly boys around here. It's just no good for us. It's just no good at all. And the figure oh, kind smelly. of... <laughs> and the, the figure just skips kind of lightly around and looks at you on the floor and tilts her head in a real childish manner. What do you want to do? She pokes her tongue at you. Hey, you recognise her, but she's vastly different from the person that you met less than 12 hours ago. Now be a good time to make an observation, I reckon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I'll go ahead and spend that point. You know for a fact that this is Erin Schiller, the curator of the museum. Ah, Even more interesting is the fact that as she leans over you, you can see a swirl of golden flecks dancing in her eyes. Swirl with your eyes? I'm not talking to you, stupid boys. She skips off and goes and stands with uh, Mrs Thistledown. Well, this is weird. (laughs) Miss Thistle, what is happening? Um... Well, I, I hate to tell you, Derek, but you were in, in rather a spot of danger. And we thought it best, I, I mean, myself and Erin thought it best that maybe we, we, we bring you here for your own protection. Protection from what? It's a very long story. Well, you have a captive audience. That's a pretty good joke, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> She looks from you back to Dee and back to you again. 
I, I really didn't want you to be involved in this, but your actions this evening have, have forced us to, to take actions of our own. This was for your own good, for your own safety. You understand that, don't you? You see, we are... And she sighs. She looks at Erin. Oh, just tell them, why don't you? Just tell them! You brought the smelly boy here. You might as well tell him the whole story. She looks over at you, Sally, and she says, Sally, um, what do you know of Eleanor of Aquitaine? Nothing. Make a brains roll. <laughs> oh, that was a six. That was a I six. stand by my answer of nothing. <laughs> no, actually, six is good enough because oh, okay. you recall earlier on in the year before Dee arrived, Mrs. Thistledown did a project on great women in history. She's super empowered and she, she loves to fight the feminist cause. And so she'd done this whole unit. All you can remember is that she was the wife of an important king. That's about all I know in real life, so that's that's good. She says, this is a very long story, so I hope I have a captive audience with attentive ears. Erin, do something about Derek, why don't you? Erin gestures with that hand, and your chair immediately writes itself up. <laughs> Did the magic. <laughs> See? <laughs> Somebody's going to tell me how to do your magic right now. I'm going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what you've got to understand is this is a story going back hundreds of years. In 1167, after separating from her husband, King Henry II, Eleanor of Aquitaine returned to her home in Poitiers. History tells us that she established a court, a court known as the Court of Love, a court dedicated to the culture of chivalry where courtly love was encouraged and a place where musicians, artists, poets and writers could hone and share their craft. The court is reputed to have had a great deal of influence throughout Europe, spreading stories, folklore, poetry, songs and dances across the continent. She pauses, a little unsure how to move forward. She steps a little bit closer to you. This, however, is not the full story. What is not commonly known is that Eleanor was an alchemist and highly regarded even among her male counterparts. Do you know what alchemy is, Derek, Sally? Make brain rolls for me. Oh, yes, yes I do, because I just rolled oh, a 12 shit. and it exploded. It'll be a 7. I got a 16. Okay. Which is very good for me. <clears throat> D, you know alchemy to be old science. Sally, yeah, it's all science. you know that it's a, an old form of chemistry and the one thing that you do remember is that it was like one of the greatest achievements of, of alchemists. The one thing that they all strived for was to discover the secret of the Philosopher's Stone, the stone that would turn lead into gold and rumour had it. Make the elixir of life. It could make the jazz. elixir of life, you know. Um, I haven't stolen that from J.K. Rowling. I'm sure she stole it from somebody else. Mm, yeah, right. no, Philosopher's Stone's <laughs> old. Yeah, old proper old Nicholas Flamel and all that. Anyway, so Eleanor was an alchemist and highly regarded among her male counterparts. Her experiments came to the attention of the Fey realm, who occasionally took a passing interest in the world of mortals. What? What? <laughs> you have a question, Dee? Fey realm. Yeah, that. She gestures at the symbol on the floor. 
The seven-pointed star is the symbol of the Fae, and it is all-encompassing. It is all around us. It is always here, not just in this room, not just in this town, but all over the world. And deep inside the centre of that is the symbol for the Philosopher's Stone. This symbol is our symbol, the symbol of the Order. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Allow me to explain. A pact was made between the Fae and Eleanor. She would share with them her alchemic knowledge. In return, they would establish a fae court in Poitiers. It wasn't simply just a court of love. It was presided over by the fae, or the fair folk, or the fairies, as you might know them. Wait, those are real? Oh, yes. Is that why Nettles is a corgi? Because corgis are fairy mounts. (laughs) <laughs> I've got such a wonderful image now What does my now. dog have to do with that? <laughs> I mean I know it's a coincidence But that's totally a thing That fairies ride into battle on corgis They would share information Eleanor would explain Alchemic processes to the Fae court Who saw it more of a bit of intrigue They weren't particular. It wasn't their like main subject of interest But they, they, they were interested And they liked to be among the mortals particularly in this beautiful palace. And in return, they would share their stories and their music and their poems and their songs and their dances. And those mortal troubadours and travelling actors would go off throughout Europe and they would share these songs, these fae songs, thereby creating a great network throughout the continent. In 1173, Eleanor was taken prisoner by her estranged husband and spent 16 years moving from various castles throughout England. Her ladies-in-waiting, who were fae companions, continued to share their stories with Eleanor's visitors, sowing the seeds of England's folklore. Interestingly enough, there was once a fortified building in Marsh Haven, and Eleanor spent some time here. So it is a, it is a place of great significance for the Order. Eleanor was eventually released, and history tells us that she retired to Frontenvoy um, Abbey in the Loire Valley and became a nun. In these final years of her life, Eleanor continued her alchemy, and it is rumoured that she was given the secrets to the Philosopher's Stone. We believe that the Abbey was where the Order was first founded, but at some point made its way back to England and was formalised by Queen Elizabeth I's astronomer and advisor, Jane Dee. What What? does that have to do with us being tied to a chair? I'm coming to that. You're there. She looks at you and she says, You have to understand, I mean you no harm. Yeah, the chair is different. (laughs) Make a brains roll for me. Both of us are. Yeah. Eleven. Yeah, that'd be a two. What? At the the moment, you don't know who to trust. You have got no idea what's going on. Yeah, no. This this is freaking social studies. Sally, some of this, you're you're kind of taking it in. You're kind of understanding some of it. Some of the names are a bit peculiar, but it's, it's kind of making sense. But when she says, we don't mean you any harm, you're almost 90% sure that she's telling you the truth. Okay. okay. I was uh, expecting that to go a different way. She looks up at you and she continues. By the time Anna Kingsford joined the order in 1872, numbers had dwindled and her opening of a ladies' school in Marsh Haven was an attempt to recruit more members. I am the last remaining mortal member of the order. Mortal. She looks over at Erin. 
Is she not a people? What, you haven't figured it out yet? No! Come on, keep up, slow coach, keep up! Wait. I don't think I rolled high enough on my brains. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe this will help you. She does a little skip and a step. And she she waves her hands over her face and down her body. And as she does so, a swirling light goes around and around her. And for a moment, she disappears behind this light. And all of a sudden, in front of you, is another familiar face. It's coming. I don't know when, but it's coming. Is it the Marsh King? It is the Marsh King. (laughs) um, Amazing. Although it's the Marsh King, he smiles in exactly the same way that Erin was grinning at you earlier. Oh, that's so creepy. And he suddenly shakes his head. The visage of of the Marsh King disappears and suddenly there's Erin once again. And she gives her like a little mock curtsy in front of you. Wait, so did you kidnap Neil? Oh, no, that wasn't us. We we, we don't know anything about that. Okay, because, I mean, that prophecy short, that, that free bomb prophecy short sounds like a threat. <laughs> okay, guys, this is your chance now to ask some questions. I think, for me, it just all comes back to why are we still tied to the chairs? Yeah. <sighs> Miss Thistledown sighs, and she says, look, I don't know how, but you two are somehow intrinsically linked to something going on in this town. I've had my eye on you for a while, and Erin has confirmed for me that that you two are in some way special. Yeah, my mama was white. Um, Erin looks no, over. Erin looks over at Mrs. Thistledown, and she was like. I said special, but I didn't mean like special special. I still don't know if we can trust them, particularly that one. And she jabs a finger over at you again, Dee. What what I do? Um, Mrs. Thistledown turns to him and she says, Look, if the Guardian thinks that they're all right, then they're okay. Who's that? As if on cue, you suddenly hear the sound of padding feet. And Nettles appears between the teacher and the curator. That's like a DC's Nettles, <laughs> the little corny. He just he just shouts out, Nettles, kill! <laughs> <laughs> um, he pads over to you, D, and he begins to weave himself between your legs. And I totally thought you were just going to say he's about to start to wee. No, just, he just pisses it's, on you. <laughs> it's it's nettles. Come on. Yeah, he's a dog. <laughs> Sorry. D. All of a sudden, you feel a calming sensation overcome you. The bruise and the the battering that you've taken from falling on the floor suddenly dissipates. And this is Ooh. where we introduce Nettles' second power. Nettles has a healing power which you will control, <laughs> Eve. All right. Oh, sweet. So you can spend psychic points should you ever wish to heal anyone. And I should say that's both physically and emotionally. Aww. So he's pretty much just chilling me way out. (laughs) Dee's like proper stoned now. She's like, oh, this is cool. (laughs) Don't quite know what's going on. Um, you You hear Nettle's voice in your head, Sally. Now listen up, moron. I've put my faith in you. I think you are the right people for the job. Do you understand? I do wish you wouldn't call me moron. It's a term of affection, you know. You know, I, I, 
I love you both dearly. Otherwise, really? I wouldn't have. Well, I wouldn't run for my tiny little life, would I? Trying to escape those dreadful men in robes. I mean, I did put you in my basket. I wasn't going to leave you behind. I know, and I thank you for all that. However, I think our story is only just beginning. As he says that, Erin pops over and starts scratching him behind the ears. Oh, I wish he wouldn't. Oh, oh yeah, that's the spot. Um, <laughs> Very dignified. Who are you talking to? <laughs> There's Nettles. We've established that Nettles talks. That do you have it. Do you it's want to? He he. T- I thought we established this last episode, or was that in the, no, in the you, forgotten you, one? You told you told <clears throat> me uh, D, but it was kind of in passing, and D kind of just shrugged it off as you being. Oh sally. yeah, and D didn't didn't believe yeah. me. Yeah, and I I told you he talks. I never heard him talk. Sally, Sally, listen to me. Mm? Tell D this. I know what you found up in the attic. Nettle says he knows what you found up in the attic. Wait, the I gotta go delete them tapes when I get home. <laughs> hey, <laughs> look, all right, look, yeah, okay. So he talks to you. Yeah. Apparently, why not me? Um, Mrs. Thistle down steps forward. This is the Guardian. He has been around in Marsh Haven for as long as Marsh Haven has been around. This is not his first form, and I doubt that it will be his last. But when I was a girl at the Ladies' Academy, he visited me and my friends and joined us on on our adventures. And I'm afraid, Dee and Sally, you are going to have to get involved in some adventures of your own. Can, yeah, can right. We, can we get out of these chairs now? She turns around to Erin, and Erin just snaps her fingers, and the vines that were binding you just unfurl and slide away and, and disappear. Right, I'm going to stand up, stretch my legs a bit, and then sit back down. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And what are the options? You, you've got <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. Um, <laughs> Tia has not moved from the chair. Just staring at nettles very suspiciously. (laughs) Here's what I'm going to do is I am going to just give you a copy of Miss Thistledown's story just to have a very quick look at. Just pick it apart and have a little look. If you've got any questions or anything at all, you guys can, um, yeah, you guys can ask them anything that you want. Right. Yeah, like I, I don't know about Sally, but like I've got a line, a train of thought to go down. It's not necessarily one hundred percent in with the history lesson because it's <laughs> definitely not these forte. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I mean that was that's just one element. I mean, there's lots of things going on here. Mrs. Thistledown looks at you expectantly and just gives you a moment to take it all in. So, uh. What is Nettles the Guardian of? We don't know exactly. He's never really told us. He's um, he's just always been a part of Marsh Haven from what we can ascertain. And he always seems to turn up at the right possible time. Well, if we could talk, why don't you just ask him? Well, he's reluctant to say anything. He's, he's more of a casual observer. The one well, thing we do know is that he's, he's always around when we need him. How did my Uncle Tommy get him? But that will be a conversation you will need to have with your Uncle Tommy. Nettles, how did Uncle Tommy get you? (laughs) How did Uncle Tommy get me? 
Don't be ridiculous, girl. I found him. Why? Oh, well, I guess I didn't hear <laughs> that. Never mind. <laughs> like, but, By the way, so you just spent uh, an adversity taken. Wouldn't it have been a psychic point? Psychic point, my bad. Yeah. So, Which I'm not even tracking. I'm, I'm hoping okay, you're tracking. Yeah, I've got those. When do they refresh? They refresh. Basically, it's like after a long rest. Okay. Which hopefully us going crazy and passing out counts as. D- D starts checking his pockets for the rock. As you do so, Erin holds up her hand. She's holding the marsh stone. Looking for something? That's mine. It stole it from the wizard. I fair don't square. think so. This is a this is an object of great power. You can't be trusted with it. Hey, we rescued it from those guys who were making the I big rock it. man. Yes, you shouldn't have got involved in the first place, silly children. Well, I freaking saved it. I got yeah, it. You, you were from, all sad about it having wizards. gone missing. Yeah. We had a plan. We were trying to get the stone ourselves, but you had to go all meddling on us, didn't you? We what helped. was your plan? Our plan seemed to work Mrs. out Mrs. Thistledown holds up her hand as if to stop <laughs> both of you from biting each other's heads off. <laughs> what you have to understand, children, is that we didn't expect you to go off in such a harebrained way. We were keeping tabs on those men, and what unfortunately... What were they doing? Well, that's, that's another story. I, I can tell you, but I will need some, some promises from you, some guarantees. Also, what time is it? I think it's past uh, my bedtime. Time? Time is irrelevant here. Don't worry about that, little girl. Wait, 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 wait what? Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm sure your parents aren't concerned. Okay, I rolled a one on my brain's roll, so I can't make any inferences <laughs> about this. Not really, no. <laughs> it was worth a try. So, uh, who, who were them wizards? Well, first of all, they weren't wizards. But before I tell you anything else, I need to ask the pair of you to keep our roles in the town a secret. Do you think you could do that? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, trust me, I'm I know, sure I know how to keep a secret. Okay. There are there are dark forces in play in Marsh Haven. Some of which we have understanding of, some of which haven't come to light. More must be discovered, more must be understood before we can put any real plans of action in. And and I say this with the utmost importance, Sally and Derek. Anything that D. does D, my apologies. <laughs> Anything that does take place, you cannot be actively involved. We want you to observe, we want you to see, we want you to investigate, but we do not want to see you on the front lines. Do I make myself clear? All I'm asking you to do is just make sure that you listen to my instructions. I can do that. And you obey them without question. I might be able to do that. D? D, D crosses his fingers behind his back. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Well, tell me what you know so far. Uh, I know that walk is magic and it's mine. I know there's some wizards out there summoning uh, like uh, stone guys. Apparently my dog can talk. And uh, then uh. You got uh, Car- Carmel-, Carmel Jack and uh, his buddy, uh, the Zambi guy. 
she um she kind of takes in your stream of consciousness with with kind of <laughs> slight confusion and then gets herself back into the zone she says it's butterscotch joe and and lazarus chase and lazarus chase is like a zombie and yeah. he he started like rotting and then we got his necklace back and then he stopped rotting. Oh yes. Erin pipes up. We know about him. He's nothing to worry about at all. Don't concern yourself over him. He is just one of the quirks of this town. Okay. <laughs> Mrs. Thistledown continues. She says, You saw some some men in the quarry tonight. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. What were they doing? They they were making a walkman. A, a rock man. <laughs> yeah. I still um, think you're saying walkman every time. Guys, can you make... Um, you can make either brains or grit rolls. I can't I remember which is better. I think make a grit roll. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I might dear. as well have actually... made a brains roll. That was a four. <laughs> okay. And I got a five. I actually beat you on that. You see Erin look at Miss Thistledown as you say the words rock man but you can't ascertain what the look means. Mrs Thistledown continues, she says all we know at the moment is there are a group of men trying to bring some dark forces into the world. We know (laughs) that they are being led by uh, a man who goes by the name of Victor Wallace. He is a mm, for- never heard of him. He is a former member of the Aquarius Association. As in the age the of hippies? the hippies. Yeah, his whereabouts is unknown to the order, but we suspect, given what you've told us and what we've heard ourselves, that he is trying to enact a dark ritual <laughs> known as the Elementa Tenebris. If he manages to complete this ritual. Let's just say some very, very bad things could happen to the town. So what you're saying is me stealing the walk was a good thing. It has helped in the short term, but unfortunately, that was just the first part of the ritual. It was completed. So what's the rest of the ritual? Elementa Tenebris translates into the phrase dark elements. It is a corruption of another spell known by the fae and we believe that what victor is trying to do is summon a creature of immense power a creature of chaos and destruction known as the bogoth as in buy one get one free no bogoth (laughs) with a th (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, the bugger. You, you look over and you can see that Erin is kind of tittering slightly at your joke. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so, okay. So, uh, like, uh, you guys, you got like an army or something to like fight it, right? No, it's just us. Just, just you two. Just us. That's awesome. And you oh, two, of course. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. we're not supposed to be on the front lines. We can't well, fight. Well, I got a baseball bat, and I think y'all stole uh, my other thing <laughs> that I got. Yes, but you can aid in our venture. There are things that you can do to help. Are you going to teach us magic? I think, Dee, that your understanding of the word magic is been a little bit confused by television and movies. Magic is all-encompassing. It's not even... We don't really call it magic. It's known as the source. So I already got magic. 
it doesn't quite work like that. Magic is inherent in, in some creatures. Erin again titters and gives a little ta-da. But then, how did those wizards do it? What they did is not is not magic. It's a corruption of magic. It's old, ancient experiments. It's a, for want of a better word, it is, how can I put it? She gestures at the symbol and she says, you know how I explained that the, the Fey realm encompasses everything, like in our seven-pointed star here. Um, yeah. Well, imagine the reverse of that. The Fey are creatures of light, but on top of that are creatures of the dark and those who wish to pursue the power that they can promise. So, I can't learn magic. Not in the way that you think, Dee. And we certainly won't be teaching you any spells or rituals at any point soon. Yeah, Dee just kind of slumps a little. So what is the marsh stone? Is it actually like secretly the Philosopher's Stone or something? Erin takes over and she gives a laugh. <laughs> no, nobody's ever been able to create the Philosopher's Stone. Um, that's just merely a symbol. It's not an actual thing. It doesn't turn lead into gold. It doesn't make you immortal. It is merely a symbol of the pursuit of discovery and knowledge. Why is it a stone? Why is it not like a gem or something? Stone is the words that the alchemists use. What words do you use? Well, it's not a physical thing. It, yeah. It's a goal. I'm confused. So am I. <laughs> Y'all need to call it with the metaphors. <laughs> What's, so what is the marsh stone? That's a stone, right? The marsh stone is... As we said, Sally, it's a stone that came from the quarry that is imbibed with phosphorus. It has great significance in terms of the way that it has been used. It has been used by the Order in the past in the pursuit of knowledge to better understand ourselves and the world around us. The men that you saw tonight are using the, the reverse. They're using a corrupted version of previously used incantations and rituals. Okay. I'm totally going to have to listen to this episode like three times to actually follow what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I'll edit it and make it coherent. It's a lot of exposition. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, think, I think I got a pretty good idea what's going down. Uh, I know uh, Dee definitely <laughs> does not understand. Dee's just kind of nodding along <laughs> and is clearly a little bit sad about not being able to learn magic. Poor Dee. Nobody said it's impossible. They've just said they won't teach you. Yeah, no, I know. They also said yet. <laughs> <clears throat> they did say yet. There is hope. Okay, so is there anything else you want to ask? How come there's only two of you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, over the years, the, the order dwindled. It was always a very, very small number of people. And Anna Kingsford, the founder of the ladies school our very own school's namesake had intended on trying to swell the numbers a bit by recruiting from within the school but unfortunately with the outbreak of war and the for want of a better word lack of talent not many students were ever recruited and as i say i'm the last remaining member of the order why does well i'm uh pretty talented 
So how come Miss Sheila doesn't like boys? She she looks over you. She says, "Ugh, the boys are just they just don't understand how these things work." They, You're they... talking about <laughs> exactly, exactly. I've been my... catching on pretty quick here. My <laughs> point is proven right here. Mrs. Thistledown interrupts and says, "What Erin means is that it's always been females who have joined. We have found that in the Order's history, where men have been involved, they have tried to. They become a little bit obsessed with the power." that membership to the order can bring so as such there have been no male members for at least 150 years it's a long time and erin looks over and says and for good reason too because they smell and they're gross and ooh. i I don't smell any gross i actually (laughs) take really good care of myself you know (laughs) mrs thistledown gives erin a bit of an evil eye and says look we've we've discussed this before things have to change we haven't got anybody left that we can ask but him why do we have to ask him because he's seen too much it's either that or we kill him uh so yeah erin she sighs and and she begrudgingly accepts what miss thistledown is saying Congrats, you're in the magic club. <laughs> First rule of magic yeah. club. Do not talk <laughs> about magic club. Is there anything else you wish to know? Yeah. Uh, okay. Is there like a, a short fact sheet that you could just give us and we can go home and sleep? It doesn't quite work like that, I'm afraid, Sally. Oh. Over the course of the next few no weeks... No paper twice. <laughs> <laughs> over the course oh, of the next yeah. few weeks, I shall endeavour to bring you into some of our secrets. However, we won't be telling you the entire history of the Order in, in a matter of months, okay? These things need to be discovered. They need to be learned. That is the only way of, of, of really becoming a part of the Order. From time to time... I may ask the two of you to do a few jobs for me, but at present, the thing that is utmost on my mind is that we need to stop these men from performing any more of the um, element and embry. What I freaking I, uh, I I pretty much crushed that. Well, no, because that's only the first part. There are three more parts to the ritual that need to be completed. Oh, so they don't need the lock no more. Let me ask you, D. What are the other three elements? Uh, there's, uh, water, right, and, yep. uh, fire. Yep. And, uh, uh, air. Erin steps back in mock surprise. Good grief. It speaks, and it speaks almost coherently. <laughs> you are yeah. quite correct, E. Well done. At some point within the next... I would say 30 days or so, these elements are going to come into play and we need to know where and we need to know when. So all I'm asking you to do is just keep your eyes open, but keep your distance. Did y'all know that this year was the uh, thing? We had our suspicions. Why did you leave it in the freaking museum? It was hiding in plain sight. Apparently not very well. Does that mean that it wasn't an inside job? No, they weren't the ones who stole it unless they gave it to the freaking wizards. So how, who did steal it then? The wizards! Our understanding is yeah, it... but who were the wizards? Our understanding was it was Victor Wallace. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Wally. Who that is. Victor Wallace is the leader of this group 
of men who... Yeah, you said that, but I don't know. I wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup. Well, yeah, you can't pictures. No, we don't. For the record, out of character, Victor Wallace was the hippie that stormed past you on the way to the Civic Hall. That makes sense. I'd forgotten about him. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we didn't get his name. No, he didn't. That's true, but I'd forgotten that there was a hippie. I think maybe we've kept you here for, for long enough now. Yeah, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Did somebody say tired? Erin waves her hand in a strange gesture again, and suddenly you black out. Oh, no. The next time you open your eyes, you find yourself back in your bed. What do you want to do? I'll start with you, Sally. Is it morning? The sun's coming through the window. I guess I'm going to get up and check that my fish is still alive because I've somewhat neglected him in recent days. Your fish is still there. What's his name again? I think Flash. it was... Yes, it, it was Flash. Flash. Yeah, that's right. So you remember the name of the fish, but you can't remember the hippie that <laughs> ran past you. Right, okay. All right, so yeah, you you wake up, you get up, you, you check your fish. He's still bobbing around. He does look a bit melancholy for a fish, but fish. Um, he's uh, he seems to be still alive. That's good. As you are getting, sorting yourself out and just trying to piece together in your head the bizarre events of the, the night before. Oh, yeah. I'm 100% certain that that was a dream. That's just You probably were hell. until you notice yeah. on your bedside cabinet is a small business card. <laughs> and on that card is the symbol of the order. They have business cards. That's nice. What do you want to do okay. with it? I don't know why my first instinct was eat it, um, but that's probably not very nutritious. So um, there's no jam on it. No, yeah. I'm I'm not interested if there's not jam. Um, I guess I'll just I'll I'll hide it because it's you know like D says it's a paper trail. Okay, as you pick it up, you realise there's something written on the reverse. Ooh, what does it say? All it says is the Elysium Junkyard, 12 p.m. Do I know what that means? Um, you know that there's a junk junkyard across town called. The Elysium. Well, that helps. Yes, okay. It's a mysterious note. Ooh, I, I'm suddenly, like, have a little surge of excitement and then disappointment because I remember that Neil would leave us strange notes and I miss him. <laughs> Dee, what are you doing? I will wake up with a sudden start, you know, that, like, uh, sit up real fast and go, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you sit up with a Am start. Am I dressed? You're in your pajamas. Oh, that's Ooh, someone really changed weird. You. <laughs> <laughs> e- e- either it got changed or it just like was running on autopilot. Is my bag around? Your bag is in the corner of the room. I immediately brush over there and dig through it. Everything is in there minus the stone. Okay, so they left the gun. The gun is still in there. As you're rummaging through, Nettles pads in and in his mouth is a card. Yeah, D looks suspiciously at Nettles. He <laughs> takes a card and he's just like, "You and I gotta talk later." Can you make a brains? Can the- you make a brains roll for me? Yeah. Oh, Ooh. Ex- explosion. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> that would be a ten out of four. That's if very impressive. If you didn't impressive. know better, you would think that Nettles is smirking at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we definitely got to talk later about some of the things that you heard me talking about up in the attic, okay? <laughs> you look down at This the- sounds like I'm talking about something really, like, dirty, and I'm not. 
<laughs> you look down at the card and your card is yeah. um again it's it's got a symbol of the order on the back it simply says the elysium junkyard and in brackets it says you can trust them and i think we're going to leave it there for tonight all, all right. right yeah how's it going <laughs> that was that was a grief. lot of um, a lot of expositions that I'm not sure I followed completely. That's the point. That, uh, you know, the, the, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like yeah, this. Sally can be stupid. You. I have better. I have higher expectations of myself. We're going somewhere now. Um, <laughs> there's like my my original story arc has disappeared completely. My crazed anarch- anarchist <laughs> terrorists have have just gone, and in their place is this weird mystical world. So I just thought, well, I appreciate I- you getting rid of the anarchist terrorists because I'm just like I'm an anarchist. <laughs> Rude. They might pop up again at some point, but um. Like, it's okay. We've got evil hippie wizards. We're like covering all ends of all, all spectrums. I just Eve's been harping on about magic for ages. I like magic, <laughs> and I just think you know. And I had this kind of moment of clarity a couple of weeks ago where I was like, "Do you know what? I can do whatever the f- I like." Um, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, let's just roll with it. Let's just let's just go to some very very strange places. So that's like what it. we're gonna do, and it's not you know just thinking forward into the future it's not all going to be haha we are the fae let us dance around and uh, do magical <laughs> things it's yeah. that is just going to be one element to this you're going to be you know i, I still want to i still want to know more about you guys i still want to see your relationships develop i still want you to see more interactions certainly with you guys at school i think we've got to do some school stuff at, at some point but oh definitely but we'll need some guest classmates i think some guest classmates oh, I think yeah. we can arrange that. I'm I'm sure there's a a few people kicking around who I could probably probably call in. Anyway, so with that in mind, is there has anybody been listening to some fabulous new podcasts recently? Uh I recently just started Advanced Sagebrushes and Shootouts, I believe it's Ooh. called. What's that what system's that? Uh yeah, Aspod. Uh they are they they're using a modified fate. Yeah. And it's a it's a it's a buddy cop comedy and it's it's pretty good. I'm Amazing. enjoying myself so far. In fact, that reminds me, I've still got to listen to that MacGyver SG one crossover. Did I talk to you about that? <laughs> No, somebody recommended so. it to me the yeah. other day. It's basically <clears throat> these guys are doing a, a like a, a a universe where MacGyver and the the guy who the actor plays in MacGyver plays in SG One. I can't remember his name now, um, but they're essentially they're twin brothers. Um, <laughs> I'm into it, and that's all I know at the moment. But it just the, the premise sounds amazing. But I've just finished listening to the last episode of Roll to Play's Red Death story arc which is uh jack the ripper related and um very very lovecraftian but they use a uh well, it's the red death dnd um but that's been helmed by the wonderful doug Lewandowski, who wrote kids on bikes so um yeah. yeah but those guys are doing an awesome job and what doug does with ants is 
genius it's the greatest thing i've ever heard anyway moving swiftly on so we're going to say our goodbyes in a moment but do stick around because speaking of podcasts that we love um our friends over at queer dungeoneers have put together a little promo that we're going to play just at the end so from cat it's goodbye and from eve peace out and from me jimmy sprinkles see you real soon bye bye Welcome to Queer Dungeoneers. This is an unbearable experience. If someone was listening to this, they would say, this is pure silliness. <laughs> I'm going to turn animal. into a really big cow. Moo. It is Baramos of the Fourth Circle. Free me from this orb. Do you have Baramos in your bag? No. You can tell me if you've got Baramos in your bag. No, I've got rations. You've got Baramos in your bag. No, I don't. Nim. What have you done? Queer Dungeoneers, an actual play podcast about being who you are by being someone different. Get it now! I am great and nothing can hurt me.